in, in, in the world in which we live today, one of the things that we're missing is understanding, right? I mean, you take a look out at, at, at pretty much anything. If you say something, the majority of the time, people don't take it the way that you mean it, especially because of social media and all those things. Uh, emails, texts, things like that. You can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't understand people's inflections when they're talking in text and emails and stuff like that. So you lose a lot with that. So this first session, what we're going to talk about, so go ahead and turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2, and we're going to start, we're going to start there. And there's, there's a bunch of different ways we can go about doing this, but this is, this is one of those things that I think is, is pretty important. And so we'll just, we'll just talk about this a little bit. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Now we'll start off in verse, we'll start in verse 7. Notice, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 7. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ, the seed of David, is raised from the dead according to my gospel. Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may be that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to study your word, that you preserved it throughout the years and ages, that we can have it, we can handle it, we can study it, we can read it, and we can apply it to everyday life. Uh, that we might be to the praise and honor and glory of your grace, and it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So as we take a look at this, the main thing that I want us to see there is verse 7, right? That's one that everybody goes to, and we talk about. He, Paul's saying, consider what I say, right? Pay attention to what I'm talking about. Pay attention to me, and we don't have the big chart up here, but, you know, we've talked about it before. Isn't it interesting? Do you find, I mean, I find this interesting, and hopefully you do too. When you look at, when you look at your Bible, it's set up in a particular way, and just oddly enough, there's 13 books in the middle of the New Testament, and every one of them have the exact same author. Does that strike you as odd? It's something to note. It's something to note, right? How often, you know, and, I'm, and I've, I've, I've talked about this before, I've grown up, I didn't know that stuff. I didn't know anything about that. And it's really interesting to me that when we take a look at the books of Romans through Philemon, you've got all these books all of a sudden written by one person. And so then you've got to kind of think, there might be something to that. There might, be a, there, there might possibly be a reason that it is that way, right? And so what Paul says here in 2 Timothy 2, 7, he says, what Consider what I say, and the Lord give the understanding in all things. Now, here's one of the things that I find really interesting. Paul says, consider what I say. Who gives the understanding? Me, standing up here, talking to you all about this book. Who gives the understanding? The Lord. The Lord does. That's what he says, right? The Lord give the understanding. But what do you have to do? Consider what Paul says, right? And so then we, we go over here. Go, go real quick to Ephesians chapter 3. And in Ephesians chapter 3, this is another one of those things. It just kind of, it, it jumps out at you. It jumps out at you and just kind of says, 
you might want to pay attention to this, right? Notice in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1, Paul says, uh, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when ye... What's that next word? When ye read. Read. Now... How is it that you could possibly consider what Paul has to say? When he says, consider what I say, and the Lord give the understanding in all things, how is it possible to consider what he says? Well, is he up here today talking to us today? And the answer is no. So he's written something down. And what's he say there? Whereby when ye read, ye may what? Understand, Understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. So when he says, consider what I say, and the Lord give the understanding, what's he saying here? He says, whereby when ye read, read what? The things that I wrote afore in a few words, when you read those few words, which you got to think by now, in the book of Ephesians, by the time he's written the book of Ephesians, has he written all of his epistles yet? No. All right? So we now have the full revelation of the, of the mystery that was given to him so we can know even a little bit more than what he was talking to the folks at Ephesus about at this time, right? And so then when we see this, he says, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. So this, this, brings, up the, this brings up a question that we'll, that we'll talk about in the second session. Can we know? Can we know and understand his knowledge of the mystery of Christ? And he tells us right there that what? We can. What does it take? Reading. Read. <laughs> Read the book. Read the Bible, right? And so that's, that's the issue as we go down through here that I want us to keep in mind. Jump over to Ephesians chapter 5. <clears throat> one of the things, one of the things that most, most folks out there are always looking for is, I want to know what the will of God is for my life, right? You've got, you've got folks out there looking for what is God's will for my life. Now, Ephesians chapter 5, what he's going to do is he's going to answer that for us. Let's start off in, start off in verse 13 just to get, just to get into to where we're going. So Ephesians chapter 5, verse 13. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth mani make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. Why? Because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Is it possible to know the Lord's will? Absolutely. Why? Because he's written it down for us. You know, you go over to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, and he says what? The will of God is what? All men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. What's God want to happen for this world and for everybody in it is what? Get saved and save people to come to the knowledge of the truth. 
for saved people to come to understanding. And that's the issue. How is it that you're going to get understanding? We are talking about it before. If you don't preach Paul's gospel, what happens? You're not going to get the understanding you're supposed to get. You're going to be a curse. You're not going to get the understanding, right? We were talking about that a minute ago. So when we talk about that, that's why it's so important for us to understand right division, what it's going to do is produce understanding. Why? Because we're considering what Paul says. We take what we learn in Paul's epistles and we can, does that mean, let's just put this out there, does that mean we just don't care anything about the rest of the Bible? No. Absolutely not. But what we, what we can do is go read and study the rest of the Bible in light of what we study from Paul. And that's why he says what? Consider what I say and the Lord give the understanding in all things, not just some of it. And, you know, we, we've mentioned this before. As I grew up, one of the things that I always had to deal with growing up was what? Well, I was brought up in, I don't even know if you can call it a, a denominational thing. It was, a, it was an amalgamation of Baptist and Pentecostal and Word of Faith stuff. So it was a mess. Let's just put it that way. One of, one of the issues that we always dealt with was when we came to the Bible, I never, my dad, he was a Baptist pastor, if you want to call it that. Uh, the more I learn, the more I look back, I don't, I think I'm, I think he was Baptist pastor, so, a Southern Baptist pastor by name more than anything. Um, but it's just, the more I learn about that, just kind of, anyway. <clears throat> So as we take a look at what, what we've come from, Delilah grew up in this, in, in this message. Bruce didn't, right? Did you all grow up in understanding this? No, so it was something that probably came on a little bit later in life. And so one of the things that I always look back is I think, okay, where was I before? And I think I've grown to appreciate this understanding a little bit more over time because I look back at my life and I think how often that we spent hoping God would do things because we had no idea what God's will was. We thought God's will was dropping money to us from an airplane in a bag. That's what dad taught us because he followed that word of faith stuff that, you know, if, if you do this, then God's going to give you pressed down a hundredfold, all that stuff. And that's what he was looking for all the time. And so we grew up with no money. <laughs> um, but that's what it does. And, and that's the other thing. It doesn't just affect us. If we, don't, if we don't get it, if we don't understand what's going on, it doesn't just affect us. It affects people around us. Right? Uh, real quick, we're over in Second Timothy. Go back over there real quick. Second <clears throat> Timothy chapter 2. Um, let's just start off in verse, start off in verse 14. All right? Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 14. Paul's already told us, consider what I say, and the Lord give the understanding. Verse 14, he says, Of these things, put them in remembrance, uh, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but the subverting of the hearers. 
Study to shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay? But, here's the issue. Notice there's a but there. But, shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. That's what I grew up in, was profane and vain babblings. And I didn't know that at the time, because I didn't, I didn't read. I didn't consider what Paul said. I didn't read the scriptures. But here's the issue. Notice in verse 17. And their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom Hymenaeus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. So, again, we don't, it's not just, we're not an island to ourselves. We don't, we don't just destroy ourselves because we get in bad, bad doctrine or, or false understanding or whatever it is. But it actually, well, it, it affects other people, especially if you're in a position like this. Or especially if you're the head of the household. And you're to be the spiritual head of the household and you're not teaching your wife and children the right information and you're not considering what Paul says and allowing that to be the issue, then what's going to happen is what? They're going to be lacking understanding because the Lord will give the understanding when you actually consider what Paul says. When you actually go and read what he's, dealing, what he's talking about. And it's, again, it doesn't just affect us individually. It affects those people around us, right? If I came in one day and I just started teaching something wrong and everybody here was like, sounds good. We're going to move on with what you said. Instead of doing something we're going to talk about in the next session, my, my whole thing has always been, don't let me do that. Call me on stuff, right? <clears throat> Ronnie, uh, we, we talked quite a bit, uh, probably last week or two, which reminds me, I need to call the folks in Moorhead. Um, but we talked, we, we've talked a few times and, and I, we've talked about that all the time. And I said, just let me know if you all hear anything, just let me know. Because the last thing I want to do is teach something that's wrong. And what it really comes down to is what is it that's always going to be our final authority? My, my goal is to allow this book to always be the final authority in all things. And so as we go through here, what right division, as we talked about before, what it's going to do is produce that understanding. Go real quick to 1 Corinthians. <clears throat> because here's, here's really what it comes down to, right? <clears throat> get, uh, get 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And... Uh, We'll also get 1 Corinthians 14 here in a second, but 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Now, we talked about this at the very beginning, right? 1 Corinthians 1.18. The preaching of the cross to them that perish foolishness, but unto us it is what? It's the power of God. Those of us which are saved. Yeah. Those which are saved, right? And that's the big key there. Yeah. There's, there's something that takes place, and here, here's what we've got. 1 Corinthians 2.9. This is, this is for me, and I've, I've mentioned this before, this verse is kind of a pet peeve for me because most of the time when people talk about it, they stop at verse 9, they just quote verse 9, and then they come up with all these things like, well, you just don't know 
what God has in plan, has in store for you. He doesn't under, you don't understand his his plans. You, he's just. But what did Paul say over in Ephesians? Well, he said over in in, in, in Timothy, right? Second Timothy, to consider what I say, and the Lord give you the understanding. But in Ephesians, he tells us what we can know what the will of the Lord is, right? So you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. And I've never understood how can someone find comfort in that? Well, God's just got a plan that, that I'm going to have to wait and see what happens, and I just don't know what it is, because, well... I have not seen or heard, neither have been in the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them. But notice verse 10. But God hath revealed them unto us. Right? So, first of all, when we take a look at that, what's he saying? But God hath revealed them unto us. Who's the us? Us which are saved. That's the us. And so then, as we take a look at this, what's he say? But God hath revealed them. What's the them? The things that he hath prepared for us. Right? The things that we could before not see or hear or even think of. And I've said this before. Would you have ever thought of the God of, the, of, of heaven and earth coming down in the form of man to go to a cross to die for the sins of people that he's never going to physically meet. Would you have ever thought about the God of heaven and earth taking upon himself the form of flesh, coming down and living on the earth for 33 years and then going to a cross to die and pay for the death penalty that everybody else deserves? Would that have crossed your mind? The answer is no. We never would have thought about that. We would have thought what? Well, just give me something to do, Lord, and I'll do it, and then you'll save me because I've done enough. That's what religion is based off of. The whole religious system out there is based off of if you if you do enough, then you'll get there. Have y'all ever watched that TV show How It's Made? It's really it's really fascinating. <laughs> well, we were watching one last night and they had they had uh religious statues. It was one of Mary. And the guy had to go in and clean it up and then put new plaster, plaster on it and, and paint it up. And I said, you know, it's a shame that you have to fix the gods that you've created. And then you see these, you see these pictures of people in, in, in foreign countries when they have floods and stuff and they're carrying their, their little statues above their heads. I'm like, it's a shame that you have to save your own gods. And that's the type of stuff that what, what right division does is it takes all that stuff off of you and says, God says, I know you can't do it, so I'm going to take it off of you because I know you can't. And then the best thing is, is I'm also going to give you my life to go and live my life through you to glorify the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And he says, I've revealed all that information to you. So that you can do that. And notice, he says, For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man, which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. 
Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Why is it that he's wanting us to know about the things that he's freely given us? Now, you think about that. We've said it before. Did God save us just to save us? No. He's, he's, he's done something for us to, and then left us here to do what? Go, get, go preach the gospel, get folks saved, and then bring those folks under the knowledge of the truth, right? But here's where this comes in, right? Verse 13. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but the natural man receiveth not. The thing that says here, right? To them that perish, what is it? It's foolishness. He's already talked about that back over in chapter 1, verse 18, right? But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit. Why? For they are what? Foolishness unto him. And I've, I've said this before. If an unsaved person tries to read that, read that Bible, they will not understand it. They won't. Why? We were, we were on the Zoom call, from, uh, Zoom call from Shorewood Friday night, and there was a lady that came on, and they said... She said, um, this message that we have is, is for prepared hearts. People that actually don't think it's foolishness. People that are actually looking for truth. And we're the ones that's got it. In a world where you have half-truths and no-truths, the only book that's got it is the one that we have in front of us. And that's the issue, right? Continue on. He says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. Why? Because they're spiritually discerned. The only, the only person that's going to be able to reveal information out of this book to you, those which are what? Which are saved. saved. The only person that's able to reveal that information to you when you actually read it. It's not me. It's Holy Spirit. And that's an important thing because we all have the same Bible. We all have the same Spirit. We all have the same life, those that are saved. And if you want understanding, first you have to be saved. Then, have to what? Consider what I say and the Lord give the understanding in all things. And as we go down through here, drop over to chapter 14. 1 Corinthians 14. First Corinthians 14. Verse 19. <clears throat> Now, in, in this issue, as Paul's going through here, talking about the, 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 some of the spiritual gifts, specifically he's dealing with tongues here. 
notice notice in verse verse 18 we'll start there he says i thank my god i thank my god i speak with tongues more than ye all yet in the church i had rather speak five words with my understanding that my voice that by my voice i might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue brethren be children in understanding be not children in understanding howbeit in malice be ye children, but in understanding, what? Amen. So when we take a look at this, what's what Paul's saying there is what? I would rather go into a church and speak five words of understanding than to have 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. You start thinking about some of those things. Christ died for your sins. Right there's five. That's a good, five, that's a good set of five words that you should be able to preach in a church. Well, most most places are you allowed to talk about sins. Well, you take that one out. So you think of those things, right? But what Paul's saying here is, I would rather be able to walk in and in the church especially be able to speak five words that people understand that they might what? Be able to understand. And he says what? Be not children in understanding, but in understanding be men. Right? Really what you've got going on there, you go over to Galatians and he talks about the fact that, you know, there's a time where you're under tutors and governors. But what happens is, is you come to a point where you grow up in the grace and you start knowing things based off of understanding. You know, we've gone through the book of Romans, right? You've got know, reckon, and yield, Correct. Well, you can't yield information until you actually count it to be true for yourself, and you can't count it to be true for yourself unless you know it. So first of all, what do we need to do? We need to know some things. Go over real quick to Ephesians <clears throat> chapter 1. And there's, there's a couple different ways we could go about doing this. Ephesians is one of them. Colossians is another. And we'll, we'll take a look at those, and we'll uh, finish off this first session. And really what I want to do is kind of set the, set the table for the next, the next session as well, all right? Notice in Ephesians chapter 1, <clears throat> there's, there's always these larger prayers of Paul that, that we, we always like to focus on. And I've talked about before what I'd like to be able to do is take a look at his smaller ones and kind of see his maturity, as he increases in understanding, uh, see how his prayer life changes. Because it's important to know uh, and understand those things. But notice in verse 15, Ephesians 1.15. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Here's, here's what he prayed for the folks in Ephesus. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Isn't that what we just got through reading about over in 1 Corinthians chapter 2? Absolutely. That's the spirit. And that's the issue that he's talking about, that spirit of wisdom. That's the spirit. The spirit's going to teach to us what? The spirit of, by that spirit of wisdom um, and revelation in the knowledge of Him. He wants us to know some things. Verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, why? That ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints 
And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? According to his working, uh, working of his mighty power. Well, what do we know? The preaching of the cross is what? It's the power of God. That's the issue. That's what he's talking about there. That's what, that's what Romans 1.16 tells us, right? It's the power of God and the salvation. And those that are saved, we know that. And that's the issue as we go down through there. He's wanting us to know some things. Uh, real quick, Colossians chapter 1. And we'll finish off. And it's the same issue that he's going through there. And of course, we've talked about before. If you want a real good commentary on the book of Ephesians... Read Philippians and Colossians. Alright? <clears throat> Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And we've talked about that before, right? What does it mean to be filled with? It's, it's the idea of being gripped by it. Coming to an understanding so much so that it completely changes not just your life, but your outlook on everything around you. And you just, you just become so gripped and controlled by what God's will actually says that we can take a look at it and we might be filled with the knowledge of His will in... Notice... All wisdom. And that should remind us again, what? Consider what I say, and the Lord give the understanding in all things. That he might that you might be filled with all the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why, Paul? Why does it matter? Why does it matter for me to get into this book and this Bible to study it, to read it, to try to understand what's going on? Why? What does it matter to me? There it is, verse 10. That. Here's the purpose of it. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to the glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Isn't that amazing to know? That this is something that God has made available for each and every one of us to have access to. that we're not just left here to try and figure things out or just grope around in the dark trying to figure out what's going on in life, but we can know what His will is and we have a, we have a job to do within that will. We've said it before, if you want to know, if you want to be in God's will, find out what God's doing and go do it. Well, that's what we're doing. Preaching the gospel, that's why we do the tracks, going out, knocking on doors, and then we come to the knowledge of the truth. Why, that's why we meet here. That's why we broadcast to folks that can't be here. That's why we do that. So that we can all come into the unity. And then we'll talk about that in the next session based on Ephesians chapter 4. I think on the outside it looks plain. Mm -hmm. It looks 
simple. It looks maybe even boring to some people, but it's because they don't know. They don't have that understanding of, you know, the things that Paul has written to us. Mm -hmm. That's where your joy comes from. It's not everything else.